Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. I'm sitting in the car, and you may hear the the pitter-patter of rain falling on the window. I'm actually in uh, Hannah's parents' driveway while Hannah is filming Bravo's chat room. And this is an intro for an amazing episode with Emma Willman, who is a New York City-based comic. Some of you may know from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That's probably what she's best known for, but I know her best for the fact that she's an awesome stand-up comedian that I've gotten to know on the circuit, and uh, we're actually, we we bonded deeply over an incident that we talk about on the episode, which I'm not going to tell you about, but it does tie into uh, a bit of uh, conversations we have about uh, giving up booze and recovery and her struggles in that area, so uh, we have a good chat about that. We have a fun chat early on about uh, etymology and uh conjoined words and the pronunciation of certain words and how embarrassing it is when you get it wrong in front of people who expect you to know. And uh, then we get we get a little deeper into um, being a, a, a gay comedian, I guess. Um, although the reason why I say that without confidence is because actually uh, the conversation is largely about confusion about how Emma identifies herself. Uh, and I'm I'm going to leave that vague because we get into it quite deeply, and it really is fascinating. Uh, but it's also it's it's quite a serious topic dealt with in a in a, a light but thorough way. I, I think that's a good description. But I was really grateful to Emma for like how fun she was talking about this, and I think you guys are going to like get a kick out of it, but also find it super interesting. She always makes me laugh on and off stage, so I think. You'll, you'll feel that throughout, which is great always, I feel. If you feel the chemistry between uh, two people on a podcast, it's, you know, it's nice. It's reassuring. It's entertaining. Uh, so there's all that. And then, we, you know, we get, it, get, it gets into that conversation leads into some, I guess, some, some sexual stuff, which is also super interesting because she, you know, she very much has her own take on what she likes and doesn't like, which was kind of new to me to hear somebody speak so openly about um, how she perceives herself sexually and what she's into. And again, that's a little vague because I want you to hear the conversation, but it, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's actually, particularly that was a very new conversation for me. And, uh, and I, and I like it and it, 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 it ties in a lot to, uh, modern, com- you know, like contemporary conversations about identity, which I think you're going to really enjoy. So, uh, this is Emma Willman, uh, and I'll be back Oh, of course. Like, I, I got to get better at promo. I, I did a podcast yesterday, and the two hosts, while I was there, and they were introing me, they were plugging their Patreon and stuff, while I was there. So I know that you got to do that up top. So don't forget, patreon.com forward slash Des Bishop, at Des Bishop on Instagram, 
And as always, reviews on iTunes, reviews on Apple Podcasts, screenshots when you listen on Spotify or anywhere else. Spread the word about the pod. Thanks for all your great feedback on the, the John Bishop episode. And thanks for uh, all the, the five stars and the comments that you guys made. Really, really appreciate it. Um, we'll be back at the end of the episode. But first, enjoy Emma Willman. You're clearly here stating that you have big issues with sugar. Yeah. If I get to, if it just, it just has to be like planned out. It's just not, I don't understand people that can just like randomly be like, oh yeah, I'll just have that. I mean, I'll do that sometimes, but I have to be in a good I'm a, place. I'm, a, I'm very addicted to sugar. I have a lot of sugar daily. Do I, you? I, I do. Yeah. I have like acai balls all the oh, time. I love acai balls. Tons of There's sugar. a lot of sugar. I know, I know. Tons of sugar. You're That's why I love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I don't drink anymore. I mean, I just, just beer. Well, right. I do. I have the sugar, but it's got to be like in my head, like planned out. I'm going to do it. Like, I'll, be, I'll yeah. have an acai ball in the morning. How long did it take you to learn how to say that right? Acai? It took, yeah. I, it was, a, it was an, a great question because it was an embarrassing correction. And I remember exactly where I was. I was in Bondi Beach in Sydney. Oh, wow. And uh, I can't, re- I actually can't remember how I used to pronounce it, but I was with the Pajama Men. You probably don't know them, but they're like a comedy duo. They're American, but they got big like in the international oh. circuit. And Chino- I said whatever I said. Right. Acai I wonder- bowl. Right. I, and he was like, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> like I felt terrible. I did this sketch with the comedian Esther Steinberg, and she was—I was just like a character in it. And her, what the sketch was about was about people who say it wrong. And I didn't realize I was saying it wrong, so I was like sitting and doing background, listening to them fill the sketch. And it was about people like all the different ways they say it. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I, that was one of the ways I think I was saying "akai" or whatever. And yeah, how would you know? How would I? How would the fuck would we know? Yeah, there's actually we, a thing. There's like a squiggle on, on the A. What? Okay. I didn't know the squiggle. Do me a favor over here. Yeah. So, and and I no one had corrected me before, and then they did it, and they were like, "It's acai," and I was like, "Ah." Yeah, but that came up on my. Oh, you know, I had a more embarrassing one once. Um, way later than should have been the case. Uh, was, as we, always, is the I goddamn was, case. In, in out in West Hampton, I have a neighbor, and this kid has been like a genius since yeah. since he was born, and I know him since he came, you know, like since he came out of the womb. Like I, I've watched this kid grow up, a real genius, like, I, like a proper genius kid. And I guess I was like in my early thirties, and he was like eleven or twelve, and we're talking, and I said hyperbole instead of hyperbole, and he was like, "You mean hyperbole?" I mean, you're a nerd, kid. <laughs> you're going to get beat up by me right now. Is he happy? You oh, no, he's great. He's, 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 got, he's just moved to, uh, to Texas, and he's killing it now. Uh, he's, a, he's a great kid. But anyway, he, he, he corrected me. But it's funny that this, this is obviously not planned part of our conversation, but it just so happens that this morning on my Patreon, uh, you know, I'd be messing around with people in the comments, and we just got into, like, talking about words that, you didn't even realize were like compound words, conjoined words. Yes. And I was like, anybody come up with one? At like thinking there's nothing somebody's going to bring up that I haven't thought right. about. And would you believe I never really thought about handkerchief? Oh, I had no fucking idea. Yeah, it's handkerchief. <sighs> there you go. Handkerchief. Oh, yeah, I would have done a dashy thing. I but it, have... it's, it's, it, but the thing is, it's a, it's a conjoined word. You don't think about it half the time. I never have written handkerchief in my whole fucking life. Because could you, like, I don't even know... 
I wouldn't even imagine. I couldn't imagine a re. Well, because I've never referred to a, 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 an item of fabric as a kerchief anyway. Right. No. <laughs> no. One. No. 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 I've never said kerchief. In no. My life. Today is the first time, and now I've said right. it about six times. Right. My uncle has handkerchiefs. But I wouldn't, couldn't even think of a time where I would write out like, a, oh, they've got a nice handkerchief. Yeah, but it's handkerchief together, one word. But it's a, it's a, it's a. Really? Are they? Sure, are you sure about that? You think the person doesn't know? No, I looked it up. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I, oh, come on, it Google's. Yeah, of course. Because right. like you know, you you love the you love the etymology. Right. You know? Absolutely. But uh, anyway, so we'll talk. I mean, you, you can tell me what you're comfortable talking about. Oh, I'll not. talk about anything. We can tell the story about me falling down the stairs if you want. Well, of course, I was going to talk. Oh, about yeah, that. please. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I I feel like... Love to talk about it. Not just from that, but even before that and then since. Mm-hmm. We've always bonded over the fact that you're very openly... You're very open about your struggles with alcohol. Yes, yes. And you were openly sober. <sighs> I was. And this was... This was... This was right... This was, what, five years ago? Four years ago? I, I, I guess. I mean... I, I remember it well because I, I remember being very worried about you Thank at the you time. so much. Not just about the fall, but just the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so you you might as well give the play by play because I I remember weeks later you telling me that you just broken up with somebody. So, like, give me the play by play. Okay, you were sober, so this is like this is not a nothing event. This was so. This was also I think I had just got cast in Crazy Ex Girlfriend because yes. I went to L A like right after that. So, but I had I been cast in it yet? I don't know that part. I don't know because. I don't I, think I so. I feel like we never talked about that. I just heard, I, I, I heard about that over time that okay. you were in that. Because right after that, I went, I got cast in that and then I went to LA and I swear to God, I was still hungover when I got to LA from that night. So this is what happened. Hadn't been drinking, hadn't been, you know, some people get a support network that helps them not drink. I found that to be the case for me. If I support network, then I, you know, like I'm doing that now and fine. But if I don't do any work, Generally, I'll drink again. So I had done some. You mean like program type stuff? I mean program yeah, type right. stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I had done um, some sh- fucking show. Are we allowed to swear? Of course. Okay. It's just mine. So I had done some <laughs> fucking. Yeah, that'd be funny if you couldn't. If <laughs> in fact, there's a high, high percentage of F-bombs on this thing. Yeah. There was some show out in like the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, and I took a bus to it. And I remember I had, was like really like tired anyway. I had no boundaries with setting a schedule and i just remember being on the bus and doing the show somewhere it was just like something where it was like what are you doing way out and i got in and i got to my apartment and i was so tired and i just remember i was in a relationship and they were living at the apartment but i didn't like we were breaking up and i didn't have any space there and they had friends over and they were they worked in entertainment so they were like talking about entertainment i was like i gotta get out of the apartment i left i took my add pill late in the day that's key took my ADHD pill probably about 5pm don't do that if you're gonna drink bad 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 so I take the ADHD pill wasn't planning on drinking but I got I remember it was one of those things where I was like I was hosting at the VU at like 730 that's right but I had a spot at the cellar at like 9 so afterwards yeah. something where it's cutting it real close and those two places are very close to each other round the corner round the corner and I remember seeing you in the VU and noticing that you were pretty lit up oh, no oh, no I actually I take that. it back I was on that show you were yeah I was on the show that you were hosting and I remember being like oh no she's pretty lit up but like you weren't like problematically lit mm. up but I, I could tell that you had been drinking. Drinking, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
And also, I remember with that, it was like, I got there and for some reason, I started drinking towards the end of the show too. But I remember I asked for a vodka soda and, you know, the servers are our buddies. They don't know I've got, now they do. (laughs) (laughs) Now they do, but they didn't at the time. Now because... You're listed as one of the people to not yeah, serve. Right. <laughs> You're on the, bl- the yeah. blacklist. Wouldn't that be am- a, like just so amazing if they have that? They're just like, don't serve this one alcohol. Don't serve this one anymore. Like fucking no, chicken nuggets. No hot chocolates as well for Emma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, got yeah. a long list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Emma can't have anything and she can't have air either. It's everything is everything is a problem. But they gave me like just like a cup of vodka soda. And I just remember sucking it down and being like, mm hosting and then i when i realized that i was going to be able to make the spot next door because i was like i'm not gonna be able to make the spot blah 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 and then when i realized and also it's like oh it's all fine like i was like drama drum dramatizing everything yeah i'm like ah so oh it's all gonna work out i got some time to kill have another drink so i kind of remember that i just remember sucking down the drink then i remember walking next door but by that time i'm absolutely sloshed because i remember being like "Mm, mm, mm." and then i I knew Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, please, because I don't remember seeing you at the VU before. Yeah, I was on that show, okay. but I, I just, I just know that you had come to the cellar, and, uh, or maybe I was on the cellar. Who knows? But anyway, I think I, I, you were at the VU too. I'm kind of remembering. No, because I know I saw you at the VU because I have a vague recollection of saying to somebody she was in much better shape earlier. <laughs> So anyway, but I also know that when you Which came- Which is a very in- nice way of saying, <laughs> they look fucked. Hey, earlier, before what was well, happening right now, they looked better. But I had my like my my sober alcoholic slash codependent, sure. like worried mom mm-hmm. vibe on me. Uh. Because you had come into the you had come into the olive tree uh with um you you'd come into the olive tree and I had seen that you were quite drunk. Mm-hmm. And why I was at the bottom of the stairs before you were supposed to be on, I I don't know, I but don't I know. was there. Thank God. So I what remember do you, that. Yeah. So so I, I, obviously you're flu- you're drunk, but you're also flustered. Right? You've been running back and forth to shows. So then suddenly Val was probably like Emma. Mm-hmm. You know he got the light. Yeah. So I remember coming into the olive tree. I remember seeing. I think I remember seeing Ryan Reese. I think I remember seeing you. I kind of remember slur talking, being like something something. Yeah, you were slurry. I remember that. Slurry being like, I hate my life, like blah, blah, blah. So the other thing too is like Vyvanse lowers your alcohol tolerance. So I think I was already, I think I had drank the night before. No, I hadn't. I hadn't. Whatever it was, I just remember being so sloshed so fast because I remember drinking, emptying the cup and then just, then it's real hazy. Something, I hate my life, like that. And then I, okay, Emma, it's time to go on the cellar. You go down the stairs. I am at the top of the stairs and I turn and I look towards the door. Yes, you turn back. That's and then my I memory. turn back and I just flip down the entire l- staircase. Like literally like a full, like full 360 over your head all the way to the bottom. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember splatting down. And then I remember popping my head up going, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've, I I have a distinct memory of you being like, I'm fine. And both me and Val afterwards were joking, being like, it was kind of good that she was so fucking sloshed, that she was so relaxed when she was falling. So relaxed. <laughs> I would have 
broken my ankle or something. I mean, I just it was I remember, such a bad fall. It was like, such a bad like, fall. I just I remember I was bruised for like maybe a month. I remember standing there like before you were like on fun. Like I literally like thought you broke your neck. Sure, like, oh. it was such a bad fall. Thank God I didn't. I know it was such. A bad fall. It was so. I, when we were did laughing. I flip over. You absolutely flipped yeah. over like a full flip, and you fell backwards from the start. I, I I distinctly remember watching you turn and then you just went and I you know like you know like it's slow there's nothing you can do you're fucking powerless right and I rem- the I mean the athleticism alone is like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine and and not to mention whatever about the lack of professionalism for getting absolutely ripped before the show sure what about the professionalism i'm fine i'm fine i said i'm fine i and then val said do you want to go on stage and somehow i I was like absolutely and i just like charged in and went on stage probably to her being like you don't have to do don't do this and i remember being on stage and this is the only time i've ever i was i got i was too drunk i remember slurring my words and i remember being like i've the only other time i was that fucked up where I, i could feel myself slurring my words and i was on stage was once at um I didn't get as fucked. It was I got that fucked up after the show, but it was also a time where I'd taken my Vyvanse late in the day, drinking, and I just remember sl- I remember talking to someone and being like, hearing the words come out way after I thought I said them, just like, yeah. and then being like, what? So I remember doing that. I got lit early, I think. Well, we were we were having a discussion. Thank you for lighting me. I should not have gone on stage, but I guess I wasn't maybe... hosting. But I, 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 Val and I were discussing because we. Thank were, God we for were Val. literally in like crisis management mode because like you guys I, you were know, great. You, you know what's terrible? Mm. We're so into being at the cellar mm-hmm. that my main concern for you, knowing that you've had problems with booze and now you're on a slip, sure was them not finding out like beyond totally beyond the group and just not having this bad night for you totally fuck it up for you because totally because it's so bad but then at the same time it's like you immediately go into that enabling role exactly i get that too because i felt that i, I totally like and that's like a trick that's really really tricky i and i remember and you guys like cover got me out of there yeah and we covered i don't think i don't think the boss i don't even, think so I mean, either. We mention her name nope they don't know i don't think and the, and you guys got me out of there and also somehow um covered for the sound of the splat because i remember some people being like what was that noise or something and i was like <laughs> and i don't know what you guys said it <laughs> well, was i don't know i i it must have been the host or and whatever then you i got a car and i remember like getting in the car and then I was sick that whole night and I ended up doing morning radio on the Taylor Strecker show the next morning and I was still fucking drunk doing it. And I remember being drunk and then afterwards the producer was like, great episode. And I was like, I'm so hammered right now. And then after that, uh, I would say that is the worst thing that's ever happened to me physically, career-wise. That would be... I did drink again on and off after that and then did stop, you know, day at a time style. But uh, that was the worst. I've never had a physical like, I mean, that that was the worst, I would say. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And it could have been so bad. And also just the club that it happened at. Excuse me. Just the club that it happened at. And also, I mean, that it could have been such to get kicked out of the cellar would have been and i'd have nothing to say for myself other than absolutely you're right i understand no because i because I, I couldn't work because i couldn't work yeah i didn't do my job in a way you know like it was a liability thank you so much for helping me like helping me not it's just so funny because our worlds are, are have collided i mean 
I think I actually follow you on Instagram because of that night because I think I went to search for you on Instagram to check like were yeah. you okay. Also, but it's just so funny mm-hmm. that the next morning you're doing the Taylor, Taylor show. show, and now I know her. But I, right. back then I didn't know her. Also, thank God you didn't go. Oh fuck or something like that when I fell down the stairs you know what I mean well I mean I was literally just trying to catch you right but I didn't have time that. <laughs> but I remember you helping me get up I do remember that yeah 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 because yeah. I remember like swatting at you and being like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine <laughs> and you were kind of like I... well one thing about living in Ireland as long as I have is you're pretty good at drunken right. drunkenness doesn't like throw you, you right know? like we're good yeah you were good good handled that it's cool calm collected but isn't it, it just shows like on a serious note right because mm. Because people sometimes they can be very blasé about like a slip, and sure. I, I'm not I'm not coming at this from like an AA point of view. Because mm-hmm. actually, on this podcast specific, uh, particularly, we we've really broadened out our views on like what's healthy in sure. terms of uh, substance, alcohol abuse, and how you deal with it. Right? Totally. So I'm not I'm not Such judging an individual thing. Exactly. I'm right? so with that too. Like some people can smoke pot and be sober, and some people can yeah, do whatever. It's like the f- I, I'm I'm judgmentless now. Ju- whatever you need to do to do what you need to do. You do you. But one thing I am judgmental of. Let's hear it. Oh, I'm judgmental of a bunch of shit. I'm petty as a motherfucker. I don't know what I'm talking about. Sometimes people can be a bit too dismissive of the seriousness mm. in that. This is a perfect example of, and like I would, ne- I'll never like one day at a time. I'll never sure. drink. But one of the reasons why, and this doesn't work as as a as a as a solo thing. But one of the reasons why is I know that I could have that one slip and do a thing that would destroy my life forever. And it could have been that for you that night. Now, of course it wasn't. And in the end, actually very minimal damage, but, but could like have. it could have broke your neck or you could have uh, lost the cellar. Yeah. And had you lost the cellar, God knows what kind of spiral you would have been in then. You know? Totally. And I, I'm not, cata- right. I'm not catastrophizing, but that's no, the thing right. about booze is so fucking dangerous sometimes. It's the literally falling down the stairs. I break in my neck. I mean, fuck or getting kicked out of the cellar. That is, that has, that would have con- such ripple of consequences. Like I, I'm just so grateful that it was okay. But I mean, it was such, it was so, and it was so embarrassing and such a mess. And yeah, that like one that literally just seeing the door turning back to you guys and then flip falling. You know, that was like it wasn't just a slip of a foot because obviously a bunch of stuff went into creating that moment, but. Imagine breaking your fucking neck. Oh, yeah. I'd shoot or, myself. Or, yeah, or even just, I mean, my 40, well, 45 now, but whatever I was at the time, I still probably would have put like, oh, I have a stiff neck now, you know, because right, anybody right. can fall right. down the stairs. Totally. And how, how are you now with the with the booze? Not drinking, and I definitely feel, uh, you know, it's like each time I went back out, like that time that I drank, that probably lasted like four days. Everything got shorter and shorter leading up to not. Like then I, I, there's probably been like, Maybe five times I've drank since then, but each time, nothing that theatrical. Each time, maybe actually less, maybe I think four times, but each time it'll be short. It'll be some, because it just doesn't work anymore. So it'll be mm. something I don't want to deal with or something, I get overwhelmed with life and I'll drink. Actually, it's been three times, but then it'll last, it'll be like three, two days, three days, and it'll just be awful and then I'll kind of reassess and like get back in and I'll get back more into being healthy than I had been before. And how good are you? Because I, I find like things have changed so much since like my early days of sobriety in terms of like, even in terms of what I understand about myself, mm-hmm. like, like nobody talked about anxiety early, sure. reco- early recovery for me. 
People didn't really talk about depression. In fact, people that medicated for their depression kind of got shamed. Hmm. Uh, you know, like there, there was just a lack of understanding of how much more complicated this is than right. just you don't drink and life gets better, right? So much more complicated. Yeah. And and it's funny because now I'm just so much more aware of different things that are going on in my body sure. that I had absolutely no labels for back in the day other than like that's your disease or, you know, that, right. that that's your disease and you need to hand that over or whatever, mm-hmm. which, you know, it does work early on, but long term, I, I think you need to know more. But anyway, what I'm asking is, what what, uh, what uh, other stuff are you using other than just the day at a time stuff? Cocaine. No, <laughs> what life techniques? Are yeah, you yeah, using? yeah. Well, okay. I started seeing a therapist about two years ago, and I'd seen one before, but I feel like in this past year, it's really been kicking into helping because therapy is like a slow build, mm-hmm. where it's like something will happen and I'll like react calmer. It's been helping in relationships, and then I've been trying to learn about like other compulsive behaviors especially with ADHD. Like I was like, what's me? What's ADHD? What's I, I'm 35. I'd never even Googled what ADHD is until Corona. That's really? Never even. Even though you're taking medication for it. I went to a special school for kids with learning disabilities. Never Googled what those fucking disabilities were. If that's not the most learning disabled that's thing. That's not the most ADHD. Yeah, like <laughs> never. I'm at a school for it. Not once ever being like, but what is it? I was just like, oh, okay, take this, do this. Uh, like, what, where where do frogs come from? Like, just all over the place. So what is your immediate understanding now from that Google? Now it's about, ooh. Now it's you about. You need to Google again? Yeah, right. No, now no, I mean, what, just, just your takeaway from that time. It's, the, it's okay if it's faded. The big takeaway was from learning about ADHD stuff was about how, like, compul- being, like, wanting, like, immediate gratification and compulsive behavior as it like oh and also hyper focus i didn't know about that because i will get hyper, oh, i don't know about that yeah i was like i'll get really hyper focused on stuff so i was like do i have adhd because i'll i will focus and then they're like oh no that's part of it you get hyper focused with no concept of time and you can't like disengage so since i've been learning about that it helps me disengage because i'll be doing something start doing something else get hyper focused on it and then i'll be like disengage 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 that helps. How long does it take to realize you're in, in hyper-focus? It sucks, man. It, you know why it sucks? It's because hyper-focus mode. I see why people who are bipolar and when they get manic and they don't want to take their pills because it's like feels good. It takes a minute because like all of a sudden I'll be doing something and I'll be like, ooh, how long have I been doing this? And then – and so what I'm – one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put clocks in every single – like I just need to have like clocks everywhere because otherwise my concept of time gets all fucked up. So having ADHD is like living in Vegas. It's like living in Vegas. <laughs> oh my god. I I was in Vegas March right before the shutdown. That's where I was in Vegas at the cellar in Vegas. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I can't wait to get back to that cuz a lot of guys don't like I love it. I love it. I do I've too. got friends there. That's why. I like the dry heat. I like I like how Vegas isn't trying to be anything that it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's just a corny shit fest and I dig that. So does the therapist help you with ADHD too? Eh, not really. I mean, the other day I this so the other day, I had like the best day of my entertainment career ever. I felt so good. I, th- I think this was on, was it Wednesday? It was Monday. I felt so good. I, I um, was playing a part in this show called The Good Fight, which is a spinoff from The Good Wife. I felt so, I was like, oh man, I feel that acting class kicked in. I just feel so good. And I was wa- and then I had a spot at the cellar and I, I walked back with Todd Berry and we got cat food. He lives near me. Just a great day, great night. I'm like, mm. And then... 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And then I uh, realized I didn't have my key. I was locked out of my apartment. I stepped in human shit and... I couldn't get into my, I was locked out. So I had to stay at a hotel. With human poo on your foot. With human poop on me and no ID. So I couldn't stay at the hotel. I had to like beg them to let me stay at the hotel. Finally being like, Google me, Google me. If you Google me, Emma Wilman will pop up. The last thing I had done was a reality show about moose poop that didn't do well. So they're like, Emma Wilman from Turdy Works. And I was like, yeah, that's This is a running theme of the day. Yeah, and I smelled like poop, human poop. There's a human pooper around here. <laughs> I I knew I had something. I mean, it almost sounds scripted. It almost sounds scripted. It was so bad, though. It's it was, like literally like a Curb Your Enthusiast. It was very similar to that because I was, I was just so, I just was like, wow, this was like, I'm so grateful. Like, what a great, wow. And then all that happened. And so I missed therapy the next morning. And she was like, why was you got locked out? And I was like, here's the thing. I leave my apartment open and there was a person had to come in to fix something. So I told him to leave it open and he locked it. And she was like, why do you leave your apartment open? I was like, I always leave it open because I'm from May. I just, it's never been a problem. And then my therapist was like, you know what? We need to, you need to go on new ADD meds. So she could oh, really, yeah. Cause she was like, you're locking yourself out of your apartment. Like you're, something's not and then i told her about the human shit and i had trekked it everywhere so she from that she was like you need to go on meds but i love not locking my door but just if it makes you feel better i don't i don't lock my door if it makes you what's your excuse well i was just gonna say it probably, probably won't make you feel better but like there's no way i'm a fucking very structured human being yeah. so I, I, I don't know if, if it makes you feel better but i don't lock my door i never lock it i like leaving it open in and maine honestly, because we the way the way i feel about it is like in a building like this or anywhere. Virtual doorman. I got a virtual doorman. They can't, how they get in the door? Yeah. And also, like, what are they going to take? Yeah, like, nobody robs TVs anymore. Yeah. You know, you can get a good TV on eBay for 50 bucks. Nobody's 100%. robbing TVs. You know, you got a couple of cute bits of podcasting equipment. You know, you, you'd eat that. They, if, and, no, they can fucking take that. Someone can take that. I haven't used that. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, 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 you take that on the chin if they happen to get into your apartment. No problem. The one thing I have noticed that's missing, and I'm wondering if someone took it now, can't find my um, license passport or uh, my one of my suitcases that I did have sitting kind of near the door, and I'm only it's probably somewhere in the apartment. <laughs> but now I'm paranoid someone did take that. Right. Well, I mean, you're a fucking hot mess. <laughs> Who, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to blame it on someone just nabbing it, but so from that, my therapist was like, "You got to go on some different ADD pills." But I try to not rock the boat with the medication mix yeah yeah and you want to yeah you don't want to overly rely on anything but you definitely right. you definitely feel that 
just in general, y- your mental health is more settled than that more wild time, right? Oh, uh, it feels so much more. It's more settled too. Also, just like learning about myself and then trying to really create like boundaries with like being like, okay, what do I need to do to feel more centered in terms of getting steps in every day, drinking water, getting making sure I sleep not too much, not too little, nutrition that helps. Like I've been doing meal prep, and that's like really calming. Oh me. right, yeah, a lot of people get into that. It's weird. I don't know why, because I didn't ever like cooking before. Now I kind of. It's relaxing. Yeah. I mean, th- th- what I find, and I've definitely said this on the podcast before, is back in the early days when I was in AA, NA, we felt like we were the only ones that really talked about like looking after ourselves. Yes. Emotionally. Now everyone is talking Now about everybody it. does, which yeah. I find quite healthy. Absolutely. Like, th- like 50% of the fucking comedy podcasts are people talking about how they deal with their mental health. Mm-hmm. Which I-, I think is good. Absolutely. 100%. Especially, I find like with this, it's like, you get to a breaking point when you do something that is so like poking at your mental health that, and I mean that because it's like the schedule, the rejection or perceived rejection, all that stuff, the highs, lows, whatever, if you let that get, you know, get to you, which is very human to do, that's going to start, if you're not on solid ground, it's going to start to like rock you. So it's either like, you break or you start getting better, I find. Or that's what I found. Yeah, you do, you want, do you want to know what's funny? Please. About the stress of our job. Yeah. I, 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 identif- oh. I identify with you 100%. I don't talk about it that much because mm. I feel like, you know, I feel like it's almost it's a weird thing to complain about. I know. I agree, too. I agree, too. It is. But. But. Here's the crazy thing. Do you know what I find more stressful than dealing with my job? What? Watching somebody else deal with it. Like being with Hannah and it, I don't. I'm not going to give away any of her life because this is not about her, but mm. just our job is stressful. We admit that. Watching her deal with the stresses of our job, I actually find that more stressful than when I deal with it myself. That's so interesting. I wonder if it's just because it's also someone you love too. Like this is totally different, but I this is like, this is going to seem like a real jump, but I'm going to loop it around. Did you watch the Michael Jackson documentary? I actually didn't watch okay. it. I didn't watch it. So... I was watching it with my girlfriend at the time who was a therapist and she was like, and in it, the guys realized they had been molested when they have kids and they start thinking, oh, if someone did this to my kid, oh my God, it's not okay. So she was like, people a lot of times will realize some, how hard or traumatizing something is when they see it, someone else, they love dealing with it. So this is very different from that. No, I know, but, it's, but I literally feel like online hate mm-hmm. in my gut. With her, I don't see it, but like if I see her get upset, and yet I, especially these days, I can brush off the worst shit that's being written about me. I couldn't give a shit. Right. But it kills me if when I see her dealing with it. Because you're in love. That's part of what I love is, I think. I think I think that makes so much sense because also you're feeling like more protective and then it's also like, hey, you don't know her. Like, I know her and you really don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. With ourselves, we're like, all right. But yeah. I don't even, honestly, I don't even get into that. I just get into hating her being upset. Yeah. And 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 the anxiety that comes from it is so sure. intense. It's actually, this is, this is even deeper. It's given me a better understanding of my mother who was a fucking anxiety-ridden mess. Hmm. Bad. Hmm. And I didn't have a ton of sympathy for her. I was mm. I'm not that understanding about right. it because I was on the risk, you know, I was affecting my life in a right. negative way. But now now when I when I see the the minimal stress of of dealing with like, you know, Hannah's life and, and how it makes me feel, 
I think, God, my mother must have been freaking out 24-7 about us. Her her children. Totally. She must have been like dying inside every day with the anxiety. And then throwing kids into it, that's a whole other level. That's what I mean. Yeah, because it's like fucking for real that you're responsible but for. But now I don't want to have kids because I... <laughs> you don't want to have kids? No, I oh. do. I do, but I'm just like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm definitely going to turn into my mom and worry too much. I totally, that's a reason I And don't. that worry is going to project onto them in a way that they don't see as love. Right. They're going to see it as interference. Totally. I get that. I see what... <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm catastrophizing. I do. I get that too. I totally... Do you think you guys want to have kids? Uh, I, I mean, like, I would assume so. But That'd be awesome. Not, like, we're not, you know... That'd be so fun. I want everyone I know to have kids. I know. Rachel Feinstein showed up with a kid the other day. She did. It's it's like literally the most magical, amazing thing you can do, kind of. I think. I mean, I think you guys would be great parents, not to be, not to put the pressure on. You'd be well, great. Well, it's funny. It's funny that you should mention that because I wrote a thing that it hasn't gone anywhere yet. But yeah. We're on a bit of a hiatus from dealing with it. But it was a it was actually a lesbian sperm donation drama. Oh, that's funny. Drama. That's, that's funny. I, w- I won't give you all the details, yeah. but I will tell you, and you didn't know this, that... I, I had you as a character. Oh, really? Thanks. I <laughs> just, appreciate just, it. Just like you know. Yeah, sure. It was it was a it was a it Great. was a, a proposal. But sure. There was a there was an Emma Wilman character. Great, in there. awesome, cool. <laughs> Doing backflips down the stairs. It's just so funny you're talking about kids. I was like, oh, that's funny because I had you, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> was I carrying the baby? No, no. Yeah. I I actually had you in this like this this crew of of, of people. But I, I won't give any more details right, away because right, it's right. a fucking rock solid idea. So I'm going to steal. It. I'm not worried about you stealing it because if it had gone anywhere, I was going to actually say like, do you want to be involved sure. in the writing? But th- this is all like pie in the sky shit. But anyway, uh, but I think you, you guys would be great parents. I, and, and and I'm sure we you'd will. be so fun. You'd be a fun dad, and you want to have your parent. Like my dad's very anxious, but I he's definitely very anxious. Like he was all very very anxious. I would say in terms of like just being protective, but I felt it in terms. I felt it in a way of like he's like protective, maybe a little, maybe very protective. But I, you know, I think he. I would say he babied me a little bit, but he's very protective. Yeah, and that's the dad to daughter thing, which you know we just. I only had brothers. So right. I never got to witness that. Right. I mean, my dad was a doting father, but I do feel if we if we had a sister, like it would have been. I don't think he was as protective as my of my brother. Also, I'm like an idiot, so I think he really had to like, lay it on thick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he had, he was on he was double timing with me. Like he'd be like, she didn't mean to do that. She did this and that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. And it's always the case. I feel if somebody if the, if the perception is that somebody needs more. Oh yeah, that- he's clocking in absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, but I, I, just a last thing on that. Do you ever think about having kids? So interesting. I, I have gone through phases with it because I remember when my sister first had my niece, I went and I was babysitting my niece and I was babysitting her. It almost kind of caused the end of a relationship. I was babysitting her with someone I was with at the time. We had this like magical day in Boston. It was so incredible. And I remember us just kind of looking at each other and she was, it was kind of like, oh my God, do we want to have a kid? And then I was like, this, look, my sister just moved into this beautiful house in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. We watched her, my niece, for five hours. My sister had prepared all the food for us. We just had to take her to the park and put her to sleep. This is not what it's like having a kid. We also didn't structure our lives. So we live in this like gorgeous suburb in Brookline where my mom also lives next door. And like, you know, they go to like Cape Cod on the weekends. It's like we, uh, this wouldn't be. I am if I'm still trying to do if I'm still doing entertainment stuff how would we it wouldn't look like that like this is a very this isn't the way we've set stuff up but you so, got broody yeah and she I think kind of wanted to then she started talking about like getting a spurt uh, like her eggs frozen and like 
it that I just couldn't. I, I, but I remember for a real clear moment being like, "Wow, I could picture it," and then I couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's it, it, it's interesting, and it's like it's interesting. It's getting easier and easier to make that decision. It is, and I think if I was with the right person too, we could figure it out. But it's I wouldn't say it's a priority. To yeah, me. yeah, yeah. But it's definitely. I mean, I think it's like the most amazing, incredible thing. But then, I mean, you got to put the kid. <sighs> And they're so expensive too. That's that's it. You're living in New York, right? Yeah, I was just curious. You brought it up, and then I was yeah. thinking about cause, you know because I, I I I was writing it with a with a, another woman, and we you know we we thought about it a lot. Sure, but you know, she had, she she has two kids with her partner, right. and she's done it. So she was coming from the experience side, and I guess I was coming from the. Well, I, the, the humor was coming from the the complications that arise from when the sure. ho- when when all the relationships break down. Yeah. <laughs> that that was that was the whole that was the that absolutely. Was the drama. But anyway, the last thing I want to talk about mm. and, and uh, is so I, I of course I did a bit of research, do a little googling. I found Uh-oh. an article from 2017. Uh, do you have a cat? No, it's the oh, door. Oh, it's the door. Yeah. The, your door open? Not my door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't lock the door. It's the one across the hall. So 2017, and you were uh, you were kind of complaining. Not not sorry, not wrong word. Con- oh, complaining. R- right word. I'm sure. No, no, because it wasn't a complaint. It mm. was it was a frustration of mm. yours that you felt like you couldn't talk about your relationships uh, in a way that wasn't like I'm in a gay relationship. Like mm-hmm. when you're talking about on stage, you know, and that somehow. You, you you were hoping for a time where you could just talk about relationships where it wasn't like it had to be jokes about it being like a lesbian relationship yes. or a same-sex yes. relationship. So my first question before we get into that a little bit more, if you want. Sure. Has it improved? Because that was 2017. Part of me wants to be like, you know, I feel like you can, maybe I just wasn't doing it in the right way. I think I was, I think I should have been more trusting of the general public than I was being. Like, I think part of me was like, oh, if I, if I talk about going to the grocery store with my girlfriend, then they'll be like, hey, it's a gay grocery store. (laughs) It's a gay grocery store story. (laughs) But really, if I really am just emphasizing something at the grocery store, I really don't think people would do that takeaway but i was scared of it so i think i was kind of projecting onto people there's been very few times where i've felt like ooh, people are kind of looking at me funny or and that could be any number of things so i think that was more my like internalized like fear and issues i would say and do you also think too that you 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 were you really just didn't want to be seen as like a gay comic maybe that's who are again getting nervous of being like because also like if if I did it, hey, when lesbians go to the grocery store, this happens, and then bisexuals go, and this happens, and straight people go, this happens, then yeah, it is a gay joke. Love but, to hear but, that joke, actually. Yeah, I, I was just gonna I, say, yeah. like, it's a totally valid yeah. thing to joke about. Yeah. I actually, totally, I'd be kind of interested in hearing about. I don't know what the differences. I don't think the differences would. I don't know what. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate sometimes that you have to question. You know, like I, I just think like whatever's funny is funny. Right. But at the same time, I really and it's it's just a it's a sympathy. I don't know how it feels, but I appreciate that. No, but I I. I I, I appreciate the dilemma that the added complication that you're dealing with, which is, you know, how do I want to be perceived? And, you know, yes. And I feel it now. I still really feel it with uh, I just trying to figure out a way to address how I look, because even now I, I think I've evolved thinking about oh, if I talk about something it doesn't mean it's a gay something. And like, I just have to do it in the right way. But I usually I have to have some joke that addresses how I look in some way or there can be like a tightness like I swear there'll be like something and then I'll make fun of how I look and then I'll be like, ah, 
but I so that I always like go back and forth with like being like, how do I like quickly address it so I can then move on? I, I, and but do you think it's really a thing or it's in your head? I don't know. I don't think it's a thing. You don't I, think I don't, so? Well, I never think it. I, Thanks, I have Des. never watched you once. And, and, and I, I, I point out to people sometimes if yeah, I'm not like one of these annoying guys that hits you up with tags when you have an ass. But like if I see something and I feel like it, 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 it would be good if they addressed it or something, sure. I would say it. But I, I have never that. once looked at you getting on stage and said she needs to address the fact right. that she has a bit more of a masculine sure. haircut. I have a question, actually, because you don't look like the average comedian because you're I mean, you're good looking. You're like way like you're like a good looking person. No offense to the average comedian at all. But like, did you ever feel like you needed to like address that? You're like, I've never I've never addressed that. Interesting. Good for you. There's a couple of reasons. Yeah. Number one, not likable. It's a tough one to address. You'd have to really do it in a certain way. Well, number one, I was not aware and by the way, this comes from a place of being told that I'm good looking, not me wanting to tell I'm people. I'm bringing it up. He's not saying it. I was but- not aware for a long time in my career that people were seeing me as like a good looking comic. Really? Yeah, I was in Ireland anyway. So is everyone, is, is, are you like a common look in Ireland? Because you're, no, here, no, you're I'm, very I, handsome. Well, there's a few things going on. Number one, uh, I was not aware of it. So it wasn't like something I felt like sure. I needed to address. Right. And then I was well into my career before I realized that like people find me to be a better looking comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two in person not just for comics like you're good looking even for like the general population too. I, 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 I really you know what appreciate I mean? yeah that. absolutely uh, from a good looking person to another good looking person you. cheers <laughs> everyone's like fuck you guys <laughs> great bone we structure we got a bunch of problems <laughs> so just know it all equals out and I had awful acne for years but it, and so did I boom 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 we worked we, we, for we it we fucking worked yeah, out we, we worked did our for it. so uh, no but the one thing I will say though is it's more of an issue here people yeah. bring up my appearance in New York, especially, a lot more. So much so that somebody messaged me the other day and said that Mark Norman talked about, uh, you know, my dress sense on a podcast, which I, d- doesn't bother me at all. Sure. But I had told Hannah before, I said, it's a weird phenomenon. The New York comics, they, they bring up my appearance a lot. And I, like, I wasn't used to that in my life. Interesting. You know, and, and, then, and then somebody messaged me and says, oh, Mark Norman was talking about how you dress on a podcast. They didn't which, used to bring that up at all? Honestly, no. But but wow. th- needless to say, I have never felt <laughs> like uh, sometimes on an improv, I might make a joke. Like actually, very recently, I started making jokes because you know this whole like white, you know, single white, uh, uh, straight white male. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, we're like the top of the pecking order, and everyone, you know, supposedly we're having a hard time, whatever. So my joke is like. You know, I'm not just uh, I'm not just a straight white man. I'm good looking. You know, I really haven't suffered. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so and, and people laugh at that. Absolutely, 100%. but that was like an improv. Right, and it comes. It'll come up in a situation where I'm being a bit cheeky. Exactly. Like exactly. if I'm messing around with the with the drummer in the sure. VU or something, sure. and we're, we're playing with race a little bit. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'll throw that in as like a joke. But I think it's an important thing to say because it actually does kind of make a difference. Because being like a good being a good looking per- then it's like really. I mean, you've heard people talk about like so, you know if someone approaches you and they're not attractive i've seen women say like a guy could approach you if she's not not attractive and then it's like get the fuck out of here but like if a hot guy comes up and says something then it's like oh interesting you know what i mean like there is definitely a lot of like yeah and that's deeper issues about sure but 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 what i will say is i i've never thought that about you however Because you have, I guess, a unique appearance. You know, it's really not that unique, actually. You just I, look, you look right. good. You have a good style. I appreciate that. But like, it's 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 enough. There's enough going on for you to make a joke if you want it. See, I but I don't like think I, it's a necessary. Really? Maybe I'll try not to. Maybe I should now, just let it go. I, I'm showing my age, but the one right. thing I always think, particularly the way you look now, is that you you really you look a lot like Sick Boy from Train Spotting. 
really we go to see very that. good looking oh thanks i appreciate that but see i feel like then for some people then they need some kind of explanation of that they're like what's going on because you're also like a hip person open-minded like someone else might be like just be literally be like what is it well what's your concern well, well no actually let me ask you that let me, let, let's write let's let's do a writing workshop mm, please i'm desperate i need new material i'm gonna shoot myself what what do you think you are in terms mm. of how you present well, this is where it gets tricky. T- I mean, I think I'm like a, I think I'm like a cute androgynous looking person. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. And and what do you want people to see? I know, I know, it doesn't matter, but we're just writing here. We're yeah. not, we're not. I'm not trying to get to the depth of who you are. But what do you want people to see? My fear, I think, is that people will see me and think that I'm gonna like lecture them, which is the opposite of what I would do. Like they'd see me and be like, "Oh, she's gonna force me to drink almond milk, and I just want to drink cow milk." Like I think they would think that I'll. Well, be have li- you done that? No. Well, no. I mean, like I don't know. That, that that's definitely our first take. Yeah, that, I think. So that's- our first take is. How am I presenting to you? Yes. And then you make jokes about how you're presenting. Now, I also took from that interview in 2017 that you feel bad when you feel that the crowd are laughing at uh, sexuality jokes in a way that... Well, because what I would do is I would make fun of like gayer looking, quote unquote, like butcher people than me to like kind of like endear myself. And then I started feeling bad about that because it was like they'd be laughing at it and I'd be like, ooh. And that would make me feel kind of bad. I'll, do, I'll still do it, but I have to know that it's like a fun crowd where we're all like, like yeah. if it's like there's gay people in the crowd, then of course I'll do it. But if, but I, I, I think, I think a premise of how I present, for example, like I need uh, to do that. For example, um, uh, Monday Punday, uh, 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 what's his name? Matthew Broussard. Matthew yeah, Broussard. Good looking guy. Good looking guy. Another he, good looking guy. But he addresses it. What does he, he say about him? Well, his joke is literally a very similar premise, which is. I'm aware of how I present. And yes. he kind of comes like, he presents like a white entire, I can't remember what the joke was, but it's pretty yes. funny. And Chris Stefano used to open with that because Chris Stefano used to always, he used to open, this is like years and years and years, years ago. He would talk about, his, I got a douchebag haircut. He would talk about that. I remember that. Yeah, so and honestly, it's pretty common for comedians to make a joke about how they present Absolutely. up top. Except that you got a lot more going on, especially because it's so current. Right. In the sense that how you present sexuality, how yes. you identify yourself right. is 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 a big topic. I think I also want to show like I'm silly, I'm not judging anybody and I'm problematic too because then sometimes when I see people go out and like do like luxury le- ish stuff like it's like I'm like, "Ooh, that's just so the opposite of what I would even ever want to hear." So I want to I know, like, but it's very difficult to write when you're constantly writing about when you're constantly worried about what you don't want it to be. True. It's much better to write and then you can decide afterwards. That is such a true, good statement and very important observation. You're Especially right. because like you're, 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 a, a, you're a, right. a lesbian woman who's come through a, a male dominated fucking industry sure. at a time where society is changing at a rapid tick. If you're not allowed to have your goddamn opinion on how you're presenting with all this, then I don't know who, who has, Preach, who has, sister. A, who has yeah. a right. It's true. You know what I mean? So that's like, true. You, you joking about your literal paranoia about how you present. Is you have a right to make that joke. I used to always, before I go on stage, I go, does this look too gay? And I'd be asking it seriously. I think I, no, I didn't do it the other, when I was, I had a show like three weeks ago in Hawaii and I was at, my friend Justin was with me and I was like, I would, I, I changed it from saying, does this look too gay? Actually, I kind of coded it. Now I'd be like, Justin, does this look friendly? Does this look friendly? And he'd be like, yeah, the blue's friendlier than the black. And then, but he'll do it too. He's like, does this look friendly? But it's probably because he's ha- been with me a bunch being like, does, is this friendly? Is this friendly? Does this look friendly? But that's my way of almost being like, is this 
I want to look like approachable, which is like code for like a little softer, like not too much, which you know, fuck if it looks too much. Like, what does that mean? Just look well, how listen, I want to no, look. The funny thing about we talking about my appearance, the funny thing about I, I, my friend asked me to be godfather to his child. Congratulations. A long time ago. Yeah. And it was my fifth godchild. Wow. I didn't want to do it. And I told him, I said, listen, <laughs> I have four godchildren. This is going to be my fifth. That's said, a you're, lot. You're my best friend. Yeah. And if it means if it's very important for you to meet for me to be the godfather i will absolutely do it sure but i also want to let you know that i have four and i'm totally fine with you asking somebody else yes just in the sense of like i'm spread pretty thin but he was like i want you to be the godfather and i was his sponsor for confirmation it's a long story he got confirmed way later and that was i was very happy to be caden's godfather sure great name the day of his baptism I got dressed up for the baptism, but I had to rush into the city for a spot. Mm. So I showed up at the cellar, like quite dressed up, mm. and everybody made a lot of comments. And I liked the way it felt on stage because mm-hmm. I get dressed up in Ireland for my big shows, but I would never get dressed up for like a spot. Oh, interesting. And I actually just liked looking good on stage. I my think- motivation was literally, you know what? I like the point of difference. And that's huge. Also, I was going to say, it really does break up the show. It's a point of difference. It's a point of difference, which so, is so as important. As are you. Right. No, I don't right. use it for jokes. I literally use it for my fucking fragile ego. You feel better. <laughs> and that's huge. That's that's huge. Whatever makes you feel better in a way to present a, uh, your, a situation so then you feel like more motivated to do what you're doing. But it's such an easy joke to make. Like, I know I look like this. You right. Know? Like, I'm not going to tell you, you know, you, there's whatever. I'm not going to tell you this. I'm not going to tell you right. that. And then you can also decide, like, you know, because t- t- trans issues are very complicated mm-hmm. and you'll probably be better to avoid that. Right. But obviously, there's also that, right? Well, I've been trying to write about that, actually. I was trying to write about how I had this friend who's much more feminine than me come out to me as female to male. And while they were doing that, I was like making it all about myself because I was like, well, what is like, what are you trying to say about me? Even though they weren't, obviously. But I did think there was something funny there about someone. But I know that being it's a that's a real delicate one where I'd have to do that. Re- also, so many people are asking me how I identify now that I'm like, well, now I have no fucking I have no idea. And the other day I I auditioned to be a curvy Latina. I, there was a it was a it was an it was a. Just a role where it was like clearly written for a curvy Latina woman. And I was like, well, now I got no fucking cl- Like, what's up or down? So I do think there's there are like funny things I would like to explore with that. I just haven't really let myself. Yeah. And I there. think I, I, I think you should. And I think you should just do it in a way that's very honest to you mm-hmm. because then it's not offensive. Right. Everyone's and I, asking I, everybody how they identify now. It's stressful. Yeah. And I mean, if you're very like, OK, I'm just going to give a hypothetical. Please. This is not a judgment. Mm-hmm. This is a hypothetical. I have no idea if this is who you are, but mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to pretend I know. Mm. If you're very confident in that you're a, a, a lesbian woman, uh, you, uh, you identify... I always say I'm gay, because like, sexually I always like to role play that I'm a guy, so I actually don't connect well with lesbians sexually. Oh. Yeah, I like a... I well, like now a, that's I, fucking interesting. I like... I need no, to, stop right there. We got to comedy. be a bisexual. We got comedy there, because if yeah. you say you identify as a male sexually... Yeah. That's fucking funny. Yeah, I mean that's and that's like a strict thing. No more lesbians for me because I didn't. All the best sex for me was always with. And then if I would be with lesbians, they'd be like, "I think you're a trans guy." Because I that's very important to me, and I like when the girls use male pronouns in bed, and I don't like any feminizing stuff like that. And I don't. So and then lesbians, uh, I I haven't had a shit fuck bunch of fun with a lesbian. Maybe for a little bit, but the sexual dynamicism. So so who are you going for? I would say bisexuals and queers. 
Yeah, well, high femme, high femme, no hint of masculinity. And what's queer in relation to this versus... I would say someone who's bisexual but also just uses queer. It's like kind of the same thing. Right, okay. This or that. Someone that indicates in some way they like getting pounded out. <laughs> that's what I want. You know what I mean? And if they say they're bisexual, to me that's a cue to that. You know what I'm saying? Oh. That's, that I well, like that. And my- no hint of man one. No hint of... No sneaky man ones. Now there's this whole thing where it's like, they'll look feminine, but then you start talking to them and they'll be like, and I've got friends like this, but they'll be like, oh yeah, what's up? And I did this and that. And I call that a sneaky man one. I, I know that's problematic. No, but but I know, but the thing is that it's so fucking fascinating. Yeah. See, that's and, so interesting to me because to me, that's just so, it's such, such a thing. Well, it's so normal for you, right? And like, see, my problem is I'm always curious about everything. So I always want to know. That's a good so, thing. Yeah, but I'm not a good gauge of uh, like... I'm not a good gauge, but one thing I am 100% hmm. sure of, and I think this comes much more from the other side of the Atlantic comedy scene, because you do Edinburgh and you do all these shows that where you're, you're geared towards narratives. Mm. People are more inclined to explore those more difficult subjects. And to me, to me, how you're not exploring everything that you just talked about is beyond me because it's hmm. fucking fascinating. And honestly... It's very easy to make jokes, and it's trial and error, right? <laughs> I, it's trial and error. Sometimes you'll probably make a joke that some people might say is is offensive, but you can try them out in places like the cellar sure. where they're not filming. Like, how the fuck is there not comedy in the fact that, like, you you you, you it, sexually you 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 feel like a man? Yes, and and then you, like there has to be a joke about how it's it, apparently it's getting more difficult to be a man, and it's like. <laughs> And My role play is getting more difficult. Yeah, it's getting more and more complicated. And also, it's, it's tricky being sexually dominant and having ADHD and being like a mess in the rest of my life because then like women want a man or someone who like penetrating them who's not like a mess. So if you, you can't be like a sexual daddy and then not know where your keys are. You know what I mean? Although. You can. Uh, although you what, find a way. Uh, although although um, Jackie Fabulous has the joke that unemployed guys fuck you the best. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the job. That's the job. That is true. That is true. They got something. We got something to prove. Anyway, I mean, I, 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 I the, this was a, we, we pushed it a little with the writing workshop, but oh, what, please, what, I love a writing workshop. No, but what I am saying is that it's just mo- I, I, I really encourage you to just ex- I should explore I really all should. that a little more because it's so rich, yeah, and it's so not being done. Okay, maybe if you're gigging in the in the in the trans scene or you know you you you're LGBTQ, you got that QT, oh, you got you there. got. I don't think it's too much there because there they it's not very common there either because I'll be like hey you does, is this relatable and they'll be like no so I don't think that that's being well explored. I I don't know what's being explored anywhere mm. but like points of difference as we were talking about before you, you're talking about you I, I like I'm sorry but if you can't fucking come out and talk about you trying to make sense of it all in mm. a fluid world mm. in a fluid mm. world where we're getting sick of fucking labels true you know and especially if you can have a a, a, a PC take, even though I don't right. like the term PC, but what I mean is like, if you can have an acceptable take on your confusion around pronouns, yes. that's not like, so now I got to call you a fucking day now? Right, 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 You're right, right. fucking grammatically incorrect. Right. You know, like, it's right. not actually a, a take of not accepting it. It's a take of being confused about who you are. Sure, exactly. Totally. 100%. And then you're you're being brave, quote right. unquote. And anyone who tries to say you're being disrespectful, it's like- I'm talking about me! I'm yeah. literally on my own journey. Right. Totally. Because like, you're allowed to be you. Right. Right, you are. You're allowed to be you, and it's like no offense to myself. Like it's I. Like I'm. I would be the one. I've actually had that with my sister before, and she's super straight. And I remember talking to her about something. I think I used the term the man one, and she was like, "I don't think you can say that." She was like, "All my friends who are lesbians and the lesbian moms I know, like, 
you're not allowed to say that. I was like, very true, except for I'm gay, so I say I can say what I want. <laughs> I was like, I get the Trump card. And she was like, but this now Trump is like taking that turn. But I was like, I get the final say in that. And she was like, do you? And she was like, I guess. And her husband was like, I, th- I think she does. And I was like, because Katie was like, I think that's like really like not okay to say. But then I was like, yeah, you're right. And yet, boom, boom, I get to have the final say in it. And and plus, you can try and find out. You can try and not, find it, out. It, True. I mean, in my opinion, it's not it's not a, a canceling offense, but right. Uh, but I, I think actually, especially when you're, you know, you're you're trying to and you're work out creativity. Right. Yes, it's better to work out without the shackles and totally. then, not shackles the wrong word, but without without the the fear and it then can feel like shackles pull sometimes. it pull it back then afterwards mm-hmm. you know i agree with like that it's always easy to pull a performance back or pull something i back. totally agree with that well that's exciting thank you i appreciate that yeah i've been looking for stuff to i guess i just wasn't sure if it would be too much of a mind fuck for people to be like what are you talking about no, but you'll find the funny yeah because because in every complicated thing you're talking about is a simple premise to, to throw in there. True. And, you know, that that's not cheap. That's right. not, it's it's not like, oh, you know, she brought that up and then she made some jokes about being a man. Right, Fuck right, it. right. You right, know? Right. Like, I, I, I think, actually, I was going to say this a second ago. Actually, we're, tr- we're all trying to make sense of this. And some mm-hmm. people are very slow to even be open to mm-hmm. thinking it's okay to have these discussions. So you're really part of that journey of just making it accessible. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be your responsibility, but if you do a good job, True. Then, then that's great. Totally. You know? And I'm doing it for me too, so it would yeah, be Yeah, and like, you're a creative person. You're, right. you're, 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 you're trying to explore different avenues. You're trying to be funny. You're trying to come up with funny stuff. Like It's totally fine to explore that. Excellent. That's, that's my opinion. And take- plus, what's even better about that is, even though I don't think you should ever be worried about being trapped into gay comedy mm. stereotypes, it's actually... Not that. It's, right. It's way more. It's it, not not way more interesting. Oh, but it, I think so. Yeah. It's unique. Totally. Totally. It's, and it's that's novel. The key. Novel. That's the key. I really think that's the key. You, you just want it to be something that people haven't heard before. And then the deeper you get into yourself, the more you're able to do that. And I think if you're confused about it yourself, it's definitely going to be a thing that people haven't heard much because you True. haven't been able to fucking figure it out for yourself. Yeah. How could they? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. It's changing all the time. That's True. Oh, that's that's true. All right. Well, I, I, oh yeah. What, what's your uh, what's Emma your... Wilman on Instagram and, and it's it's two L's two N's two right? L's two N's and I'm really been focusing on Instagram. Just I, I like Instagram and Facebook. Haven't fallen in love with TikTok yet. No, or Twitter. I've, I've, oh, I'm I'm I'm, Twitter. I'm not dealing with Twitter. It's I, too much hate. I know why. Whatever. The internet's a dark place. It is a dark place. So much hate on Twitter. So much. It's it's a hate place. That's the vibe. It is. Maybe I'm just going to go in there and start like tweeting. Nah, I was going to say I'll go tweet positive stuff. I'm not fucking doing that. Never mind. Stay off it. Yeah, I'm just You don't need to be it. there, you know? I agree. Twitter is you too know, much. And, and Twitter is also like live tweeting and stuff like that, you know? But just people just, they're trying to outdo each other with their negativity. Right. We don't need that. We don't need that. We're, we're, we got the, we're in, we live in fucking New York City. We're, we're above that, man. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Des. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Emma. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. You know, I, I, these days I can't tell um, if there's any, you know, disparity in enjoyment by the listener between sort of Irish-focused stuff, U.S.-focused stuff, or if that doesn't matter. I, I, I start to feel like it doesn't matter as much anymore. That's my personal opinion. Uh, but, you know, I'm always open to feedback about that. Um, but I thought Emma was a great guest. I mean, I think all our guests are great. But uh, you know, you know what I think it is actually. Emma was 
one of the first live interviews I've done in a long time, other than with Hannah. You know, I haven't actually been next to somebody. I think it makes a difference. And I didn't even say that up top because I wasn't even realizing that that's probably part of the reason. But I was sitting with her in her apartment. It made a huge difference, actually. Uh, just realizing that now. So um, hopefully more of that to come now that I'm fully vaccinated with uh, the full extent of the immunity that the Pfizer vaccine has to offer me as I'm now... Uh, am I... Am I I'm, I'm actually, tomorrow will be four weeks, actually, since my... No. Yes. Tomorrow will be four weeks since my second dose. So I, I am 100% full whack of the Pfizer immunity. Um, so... So that's great. Uh, next week, I think we're going to have Garoge Farley. I already recorded it. It'll be two gay comedians in a row. Can we handle that? Can we handle that? I don't even think that's a fair question. I don't think it should be a question. And it's not going to be a question. And, it, and it, it ties into something Emma was saying about that sort of like the gay comic, you know? So anyway, we have uh, Garoge on next week, which uh, was also a great chat. That was not live. He was in Ireland. Uh, but it was nice to chat to Garrod, so that'll be coming up next week. And we, you know, we talk about the, the marriage equality referendum and a few other things that are quite different from this chat. Uh, and actually, Garrod was, he was, he took me by surprise with some of his opinions, which I thought was great. And he was really, really fun to chat to. So I think we're on a good roll. You know, I, I've been, not that I'm never not motivated, but I just feel more on top of it these days. I'm not exactly sure why, but I just, have, I feel like I have a bit more structure in my life and i'm definitely in a better mood now that i'm gigging again i did talk to emma about being back on stage because she's also back but i kind of cut it out because i feel like i talked to john bishop about that and i also talked to garros about it and i just kind of there was just so much other stuff going on with the emma chat that i thought you know i'll 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 i'll, I'll take a week off from this and then i'll get back into it with garros just because like i don't want to like bombard you guys with the same conversation and sometimes i get paranoid that comics talking about comedy stuff sometimes can be a bit tedious almost like sort of like in-house office shit water cooler chat from uh you know office politics so i i don't like to overuse that even though i do love talking about it and i'm sure that you guys do find it interesting uh sometimes i can overthink actually what you guys might want or not want so i apologize for that but that's life but then again i'm an oversharer so you end up finding out all my dark thoughts about what i think is good and not good on the podcast um, I feel like there's something, uh, oh, Aiden came back. My brother came back. Uh, so that, that's been nice. So Aiden's in the house. So we might get a couple of bonus episodes up with Aiden because uh, we were having some chats this morning and he was really, uh, he was making me laugh a lot about some of his ideas about Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what they were, but I'm just saying he was making me laugh. Um, it was cynical enough now, I have to be honest. And this is, I'm, I'm not going to get into arguments about whether Jordan Peterson is good or bad or Sam Harris is good or bad, but Aiden was making some funny critiques, uh, which uh, w was making me laugh. So I, I have a funny feeling we might get a couple of bonus episodes uh, out of Aiden. And uh, I'll keep you updated on the tour, the Mia Mama tour. Autumn 2021 looking less and less likely because just Ireland's just there's not a lot of confidence coming from the venues that we're going to be back to full capacity. But we'll see how the summer goes. Well, I guess we're going to have to make a decision probably by June, just in case anybody's waiting. But I will keep you posted. Um, crazy times in the world. I know it's annoying some people, I guess, because I'm posting on Instagram about doing shows and then they're sitting there with tickets that they've had for over a year. 
and they're they're looking for a bit of clarity. So I really apologize about that, but it's just very hard to know, and it's not really just up to me. So I'm waiting to find out what the best thing to do is because I just don't want to do that show unless we're back to full capacity, you know? Because it's kind of like I don't know. It's like a a once in a lifetime kind of a show. It's like a special show, and I I don't want it to be. Uh, you know, I want it to to have the run out that it deserves and the atmosphere that it deserves. And, you know, truth be told, some of those bits are hard to do. And I just don't, I, they would be harder to do in like a 30% filled large room, you know? And, and that's not to say that I couldn't do it in smaller venue. 30% in, in smaller venues, like a little more atmosphere, but it's, there's a little bit of technical stuff. Like it needs space between the audience and the screen, uh, it needs a bit of space for the the props that I have on stage. So I want it to be optimum conditions because there is a lot of jokes about grief and death and stuff that just you don't want to have anything working against you, you know. Plus, it was going so well. I don't, you know, I don't want to kind of bring it back and have it be not as fun as it was, you know. So that's coming up. I never worry about these sort of meandering exits of the podcast because I feel like the podcast is done. You know, if you're hanging around just to listen to me waffle, that's fine. But I don't, I don't feel like you're getting any less. This is just like, you know, like a little bonus at the end. Uh, plus, I'm just sitting in the car listening to the rain, and it, it's relaxing me just sitting here talking to you. So, um, as always, at Des Bishop on Instagram, patreon.com forward slash Des Bishop. Uh, we will see you or talk to you next week. Thank you so much. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.